Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. Greetings, true believers. It's your pal Kyle Calgren with another caping, caring do from the Cape Crusaders, which I... I, I lost the bit. Sorry. You <clears throat> are truly an MST3K nerd. We're talking about superheroes. That's the entire reason that I'm on this <laughs> one. So the film this week is my super ex-girlfriend from 2006. 2006. A dark time for for um, Cape Crusaders on the silver screen. Directed by Ivan Reitman who is known for that movie about the ghosts and the busting that everyone seems to care about, even though it's fine at best. Um, it's, it's DC Cab with puppets. And this I will was, not elaborate <laughs> on that. Uh, my Super Ex-Girlfriend was written by da- Don, Don Payne. And Don Payne co-wrote the first two Thor movies, so you can blame him. That does explain the Thor movies. <laughs> um, there are also very shallow readings of superhero stories as a, as a, like a genre, as a story. But um, So I have thoughts about this one. Um, this is clearly a pitch. Um, this is something that is very easy to pitch, it, the, the pitch is in the title, My Super Ex-Girlfriend. It's a guy, dates a superhero, they break up, and it's about all the shenanigans they deals with. It's something that you could... It's an elevator pitch, easily. Um, you could argue that Ivan Reitman has built his entire career on elevator pitches. Um, bunch of guys, bunch of comedians, they bust ghosts. Um, it's a man, he gets pregnant. Oh, yeah, he's responsible for that, too. Uh, yes, uh, what else did he do? Um... David Duchovny, he fights aliens, but they evolve. I don't know. Um, oh, wait, is that him too? Yes, I did some research on him. Oh, okay. Yeah, usually you're the one uh, on IMDb. I tried I tried it myself. Well, thank you. Well, I, I appreciate you doing that because... <laughs> you appreciate me putting effort into this for once? Yes, love it. Great. Um, yep, kinder- he's responsible for Junior. He's responsible for Kindergarten Cop. He's also responsible for Twins. Yeah. <laughs> Twins, twins twins and junior i did not know that twins and junior were <laughs> wow um, i i didn't did he know... direct all of arnold's comedies uh no wait, he didn't do jingle all the way oh no okay. not jingle all the way not that he also directed beethoven no he didn't wasn't it his <laughs> like wasn't his uh his shitty son didn't he do um bright or is that no, another guy? That is John Landis. That's another one with a shitty son. This is Okay. This guy's Who's shitty. Who's his son? Jason Reitman. Yes. Um, who makes good movies with Diablo Cody and bad movies when he's not working with Diablo Cody. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So what did he, did he do outside of uh Juno? Uh He did do Juno, right? Yes, he mm-hmm. did. He did Juno, he did Young Adult, he did Tully, which are all with Diablo Cody. And then he did bad movies like Labor Day and Men, Women, and Children. And based on the pause from Kyle, he does not know what either one of those movies are. 
I thought you made those up. I no Labor I Day those. is a movie where a, a where a wife and it's like Kate Winslet and her son is there and there's no dad and Josh Brolin shows up and he's a criminal but he's a criminal that like changes their lives forever and there's an erotic pie making scene and yes this is a real movie erotic pie making scene and then there's a uh what god what the fuck was the other one <laughs> um um oh men women and children yeah. men women and children which is about the internet being bad and full of porn and you don't say <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about this strange phenomenon called, that you call the internet. The internet. Where does it live? What does it feed on? It's got it's got Adam Sandler in it too. Like oh that's God. that's one of Adam Sandler's like um serious roles, you know, not but you know, he's oh, not really? working he's not working with the so good director. So uncut gems, punch drug love and this. Yes, and there's also something called Rain Over Me, but oh yeah. Uh so I my super, my super ex-girlfriend is a film in which Luke Wilson dates Uma Thurman, who is a superhero named G-Girl. and G-Girl. G-Girl. Do they ever say what the G stands for? Absolutely not. Um, maybe it's like pronounced like, <laughs> I don't know, G-Girl. 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 Like, that's the attitude of this whole movie towards women in general. Gams. G-Girl. Huge yeah. cans. Oh God! Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. We'll get to the the weird twelve uh, year old fetishes of this movie. I mean, this entire movie is. I mean, it begins with Rain Wilson talking about pleasuring himself orally. I I blocked that from my memory. <laughs> I, how how dare you? <laughs> I was so happy forgetting that. <laughs> no, in this movie. In the in the 2000s, well, for a while, it was like 80s, 90s, 2000s, and then I think we're finally getting close to phasing it out. Every romantic leading man has to have a friend who talks about having sex all the time, despite never seeming like he's ever been in contact with a woman. Yeah, he's the he's the guy to make the uh, the lead seem more like normal and relatable. I kind of feel offended on on Rain Wilson's behalf because I feel like he's always playing these characters that are like the joke is is that he's not conventionally attractive. Yeah. But like I would fuck Rain Wilson. You know, maybe it's movies that are wrong. It's movies. Movies are lying. Movies have always lied. We're both film critics. We both know this secret <laughs> about... Anyway. Movies, um, yeah. But yeah, Rain Wilson is the guy who does, you know, I am the, the, the sex and uh, stuff. Bitches. bitches Man, are you having hoes. sex? Man, you should have I, sex to put the plot in motion. I have had sex with women. Like, every line that he says is just like, I've had sex with women. Mm, I have. Intercourse, yum. Yes. I mean, you know, I know <laughs> the mechanics of intercourse. <laughs> I, I I can draw you diagrams. Oh yes, I know where the finger goes. I memorized the first paragraphs of several relevant Wikipedia articles about sex. <laughs> and it, that's probably actually something that a Rain Wilson character would say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway. Um, so, yes, they're, like, on the subway in this fake New York. Like, there's no way that this is New York. <laughs> well, of course not. It's, like, it's... It looks nothing like New York most of the time, except when they have to do, like, those, like, pull-away shots. Yeah. I mean, it's shot very much like uh, the way a rom-com shoots New York with, like, you know, ja- jaunty music and romantic, like, you know, I don't know, you know, rom-com bounce over helicopter shots of the New York skyline. Um... Which actually, one Wait, thing, this thing says that this was actually shot in New York. Where? Yeah, it, it was. It Where? Looked, it looked it. Wait, uh, what version of New York is this? Um. Is this how New York looked in 2006? I wasn't here, so I wouldn't uh, know. Entirely possible. Mm. I mean, it, it's, it, it almost kind of reminds me of the How I Met Your Mother New York, honestly. Well, same time period, right? Yeah. So maybe that's just how well, like, New York was looking at that time. It was pre-financial crash. You know, mm. post-9-11 pre-financial crash. That oh. was probably a very distinct era of New York culture. Look at... I, I got to read this uh, paragraph from the production part of the Wikipedia page that anyone Uh-oh. could read. Writer Don Payne conceived of the idea of his first film while working on The Simpsons, saying (laughs) that as a fan of comics, the idea of a romantic comedy with a superhero twist was a fitting first feature. (laughs) A fitting first feature. Is it? Is it, Kyle? Um, This does very much feel like my first movie ever. Yeah, and this he, is like something you would pitch as your first movie ever. And yet, this movie has Rain Wilson, Uma Thurman, Luke Wilson. Um, oh yeah, they're both last names Wilson. Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard, Anna Faris, Wanda Sykes, for his first movie. And I get that he was writing on The Simpsons, but it was like season twelve. Like, how did he get all these people? He wrote the least memorable Simpsons. <laughs> No, even worse. He wrote the memorable Simpsons because that's when everyone stopped watching. Oh, yes. The the least memorable ones are the ones that just like kept going on in zombie form. He wrote the ones that let you know that the show is going off the rails and running out of ideas. So Kyle and I, as like a couples thing, watched the first 10 seasons of The Simpsons together because I never watched it. It was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, we didn't we didn't get to this guy's episode. So, I mean, we didn't make it to when it got unfun. Thank God. Mm, yeah. So, the plot of this movie is essentially that they're on the train, Rain Wilson and Luke Wilson, both the Wilsons, mm-hmm. and there's a mousy woman named, like, I don't know, it's like Janie Jones or something like that. It's always, like, something weird like that. Alliterative? Jennifer Johnson. Jennifer Johnson. So Jennifer Johnson is there. Classic superhero name. And she's got like mousy brown hair and she's got glasses and she dresses a little like dowdy and she's got like bangs. Would you call her mild mannered? Yes, a a mild mannered. And I think she does like art or something, something. What does she do? I forget. I forget what she does. Because, I mean, I, I'm assuming that what she does doesn't Well, she's a matter. superhero, right? Right. So. Okay. So, yeah. He... So, Luke Wilson is like, okay, I'm going to get back on the horse. I'm going to start dating again. And then he goes for this woman. He hits on her, and it doesn't work. And then her purse gets stolen. And so, Luke Wilson's like, here's my chance to prove that I am worthy by doing a man task. Yes, I can be <laughs> hero, too. 
And he, you know, chases down the purse snatcher. As you do. And uh, there's so much perch, perch, purse snatching in movies. I've never had my purse snatched. Yeah, definitely in superhero stories because it's like a super easy crime to show. Um, you know, it's like G-rated and kind of innocent even. I find purse snatching to be a really interesting crime because you have no idea if there's actually any money in there. Yep. Like you might just be stuck with just, you know, like a fucking purse. Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly, I like the design of this bag. Yoink. Yeah. Suddenly you're a man with a purse, which perfectly fine. If you really enjoy, like maybe it's a good style and you would like to keep it. Or maybe sell it on the black market or like on a street corner. Wait, are we siding with the criminals here? Uh, I mean... In a superhero story? How dare we? Oh, no, we're terrible. We're really... This is a superhero story, by the way. Uh, (laughs) So, by this, like, beautiful, you know, like, uh, lovely, uh, gentlemanly act, she's like, okay, let's go to dinner. He won't... She won't give her number, but she's like, I'll take your number. And then Mm -hmm. he's just like, oh, yeah, you're never gonna call. And then she does. And, um... They go out and... Also, we should mention the camera, like, um, tilts up to reveal the purse snatcher who has been hung by the cuff of his uh, jacket on a fire escape by the superhero NS who was in disguise. Okay, so I guess we can get into um, G-Girl as a superhero. G-Girl, yes. She's not... Great. <laughs> She's yeah, not a great superhero. <laughs> uh, what's her costume again? It's, I mean, I don't, I, I truly don't know. It's, it was like black leather, right? Basically. I want to say like black leather, it, hot topic-ish. I don't know. G- like, G- there was kind of a skirt going on, I vaguely remember. The way uh, that G-Girl is written is very bizarre because it basically just means that like, if a woman had superheroes, superheroes, <laughs> This is if just a such woman a, had superheroes, yes. If, <laughs> if a woman had superpowers, it would be. If she mean was bitten by a radioactive superhero. She would only save the world begrudgingly. She would not want to leave the table at a date to save the world. She would, like, put people in harm. Like, it just seems like. It's this idea that she's on the date and she's like squirming like she has, you know, the super hearing, super hearing uh, thing where she like hears the accident happening far away and she just goes, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't seem to. And I don't blame Uma Thurman. Like I want to like up (laughs) front, like this is not her fault, but you can tell that this is a superhero woman written by a man because it basically makes the premise that a superhero woman would a superwoman would be more likely to care more about her dating life than saving the world. And I think that that's very weird. (laughs) I mean, and by weird, I mean misogynist. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. I mean, Clark Kent would always like politely excuse himself whenever that happened. And, you know, from the Superman stories that I grew up with, um, those being uh, the, the Dean Kane show, um, like, I don't know, that 
It's like I'm the, curious. Why does she hate saving the world? Yeah, why does she hate? Because it just seems like she. Are she, we just annoying to her? Is it just a chore? I can I, we explore that in the script, maybe? But how is it a chore when she's electing to spend time with Luke Wilson? <laughs> like I'd rather save the world. Actually, I did a poll on Twitter recently where I was like, who's better at sex, Luke Wilson or Owen Wilson? And I find it really rude that people think that Luke Wilson is better at sex than Owen Wilson. It's definitely not true. (laughs) Owen Wilson knows how to fuck, okay? (laughs) Uh, Luke Wilson, Luke Wilson, like even the way that he moves in this movie just makes it seem like he has never had any kind of sexual contact with any woman. Like I don't like even when he's just like, oh yeah, sex, love it. It's just like no. He okay, does he ever look like he's having fun? I in this movie, no, but nobody looks like they're having fun in this movie. But it just doesn't seem like he likes, like, it doesn't even seem like he wants to be, like, even at the end, like, spoiler alert, he ends up with Anna Ferris at the end. Even in those scenes, I don't believe that he's actually into her. Like, he just comes off very asexual to me. He's just like, I just want to be around a pretty lady who's not going to be mad at me. But I don't want to touch her. Woof. <laughs> like, I don't know. And I mean, it's fine. It's just weird. Like, I mean, it doesn't help that the two people that we see him have sex with in the movie are superheroes. And so there's this whole like. Right. Oh, yes. Want to talk about that? Yes. There's a scene <laughs> where um, Luke Wilson is on the bed face up. Uma Thurman is on top of him. And she just slams the bed against the wall, as you do. But she slams it, like, with a good foot of space in between um, the bed and the wall. That, like, increases to, like, a full yard. And just becomes this, like, pile driver through the wall into the next room, if I remember correctly. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. They don't break the bed, they break the room. You know, because that's the obvious joke that you do when you talk about dating and superheroes. How do the powers do to sex? But I just don't understand. Like, are we, is it, is it her pelvic thrust that's um, doing it? Because like, yeah, even, how is she getting that much? How, I don't know. Um, what's the word for it? That much like force distribution to get the bed to do that. Is she, is she moving the bed with her? Like, how is the, how? How are the mechanics on this? Which is she like grabbing onto something on the ceiling to allow her like pivot or I'm thinking too hard about this, aren't I? (laughs) I mean, you're thinking harder about it than, you know, the people who made the movie. I mean, (laughs) again, this is a, this is a perfectly adequate pitch for a movie. It's a, it's a rom-com about dating a superhero. There are jokes to be told in that. I, I mean... It, I mean, they are two very interesting, uh, distinct genres with their own, you know, past and tropes and, uh, and conventions that could interact in a very interesting way. And they have. Uh, how many um, comic book superheroes are basically, like, ongoing love triangles... Like, isn't the X-Men just a soap opera of who's 
yep. dating who? Basically, yes. And also, this came out the same year as uh, Superman Returns, directed by that guy. Oh, yeah, that um, guy starring the other guy n- as no, Lex Luthor. No, no clue who those guys are. Yeah, uh, just f- flown out of my head. Gone. It's Phew. wild. I don't- <laughs> Brandon <laughs> Ralph. I like Brandon Ralph. Oh, yeah. He's, no, he's great. Yeah, and he's playing Superman again, I hear. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wish I had seen the movie. Uh, I wish that I knew who was in it. I wish I had known who directed it. I mean, it just sucks that there is no, like, online database for this information, I guess. Yeah, it's just, you know, <laughs> uh, gone, <laughs> lost to history. Oh, wild. I mean, you know, maybe maybe one day, you know, some kind of repertory theater. But anyway, uh, 2006, <laughs> if I can talk about 2006, uh, I don't know if I told you this, I first got into, like, movie fandom through following uh, early 2000s uh, message boards. Uh with news about the upcoming adaptation of the Fantastic Four movie of the uh, the Tim Story Fantastic Four. Ah, uh, yes. And from that, I started following the production of several different comic book movies, including, like, the big ones, The Dark Knight and uh, The Iron Men's. And so I got into film fandom the wrong way by getting into the superhero film. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2006, I was in middle school, and my favorite movie was probably not a superhero film. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I were to guess, I would say Slums of Beverly Hills. I did not watch a superhero movie until... I didn't watch like the big ones until uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and that's because the power went out in my town... And movie theaters had power. Mm. And so we went to go see the movie. Just by total accident. Yes. I had no idea what it was about. I just knew that there was a hot man in it. Well, uh, that is definitely a selling point of most of them. Um, But anyway. There are no hot people in this. No. Even the people... There are people that are hot in other places in this, but in within this movie, within this universe, no one is hot. Yes. Uh, can I talk about superheroes in 2006? Go for it, honey. So the early 2000s um, was like when the first uh, comic movies became like super profitable. Like the special effects had caught up to the uh, stories that they were based on. Um, but... Hollywood was kind of, like, scared to indulge in how stupid a lot of the comic books were. Uh, So you had things like the X-Men, but instead of their usual, like, super colorful costumes from the comics, they were dressed in black leather. Um, There was just this huge toning down of the silliness. And into this era... uh, Please tell me if I sound like a dope. Go for it. And into this era comes my super ex-girlfriend, which is based on a on two very uh, distinct genres, romantic comedy, superhero story. And it does neither of them well, particularly the superhero story, which is already like in this culture of being too shy to indulge in the silliness of it all. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you have that tampered with, you know, the need to like, I don't know follow romantic comedy staples and uh, beat points. It just feels like it feels overproduced and whittled down into something generally personality free. 
Yeah. And we haven't even talked about the shark yet. The shark. So, I mean, what's the trajectory? We're jumping ahead a little bit what's, here. But what's the trajectory of this relationship, Kyle? The trajectory of the relationship is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, he finds out that she is a superheroine. Yes, um, and then of course, like a like a like I don't know. He's just like slobbering everywhere. It feels mm-hmm. like it's just like oh my god, I could just ugh. like I find her to be like I do not like this. the The very important thing about Luke Wilson and G Girl that you need to know is that he does not respect her as a human being. No, not at, at all. all. <laughs> he just he he despises her. <laughs> he really does. Like from the beginning he does. It just seems like he wants to conquer her the entire uh, time. Yeah, like bring her down and you know, bring her down to his level. He hates that he he hates that she has more power than him. L- literally. Yep. Um which actually dovetails neatly into the other uh um thing other side of the story, Eddie Izzard, ostensibly playing the villain, as if Luke Wilson isn't already the villain. It's that's the thing. Like this movie is full of villains. Like even Anna Ferris is kind of a villain. Everybody's a villain in this movie. The only person who's not a villain is Anna Ferris's boyfriend who's cheating on her because at least he's just doing a normal thing. <laughs> suddenly, <sighs> suddenly cheating doesn't seem like such a big deal. <laughs> yeah, when in this you're, universe, <laughs> when you're stalking people and throwing cars at them and. There are actual super crimes going on. Yes, super crimes. Okay, uh, I forget. Who plays Anna Ferris's boyfriend? I can't... Uh, it was someone. Mm, a guy with a face. Yeah, Um. I think that he's on that show. You know, that amazing show. Oh, you mean the only show ever made? Riverdale! Hiram Lodge! Hiram Lodge. Hiram the, Lodge, whose name is... Um, the JR of the show. His, which his name isn't <laughs> Hiram Lodge in the in the movie, but, I mean, it might as well be. It's just, yeah. like, Hiram Lodge. He's, like, there for one scene, and he goes away, and he has, like, a haircut that makes him unrecognizable. His name is Mark Consuelos, and he is most known for being Hiram Lodge and also being Kelly Ripa's husband. And before Riverdale, <laughs> I just thought, oh, it's Kelly Ripa's husband, and now I know who he is. Thanks, Riverdale. And my life has been changed forever. <laughs> Can we just make this a Riverdale podcast? Oh, my God. I would love that. <laughs> Remember when Archie got mauled by a bear? <laughs> Remember when Archie got mauled by a guy in a bear costume? <laughs> in the same season? Anyway, um, it speaking is, of comic books. That is a, you know what? Forget talking about like whether or not Twin Peaks The Return is a movie. <laughs> Riverdale is a movie. <laughs> it is a movie that will never end. We will die with it. And I think that that's beautiful. Uh, anyway, back to the bland, <laughs> depressing uh, movie about terrible people. I'm not even looking at my notes because like, I don't want to relive this, even though like we're <laughs> supposed to be... Neither do I. But anyway, uh, so Luke Wilson breaks up with Uma Thurman because he doesn't like that she's stronger than him. Um, and so he, start, he starts dating Anna Ferris, who is like, you know, the nice, uh, you, he's the, she's the nice rebound. She's the non-threatening one. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. And then Uma finds out about it and 
flies up to their apartment window <laughs> and and I need to finish this sentence in its entirety. Okay. Throws a live shark through the window into the apartment. A shark <laughs> which flops around, teeth a gnashing, just, you know, looking for some... Probably just, you know, fearing for its life and gasping for air because it's a shark. And Uma Thurman just wanted to watch, wanted to force Luke Wilson to watch this shark die. I guess. It, it is, it is the thing that happened in the movie. It is the only thing that actually happened in the movie that made me give a shit about anything that was going on. And I thank you for that. Uh, the movie. shark. I the, thank you for that drop of water in the desert. The bad CGI shark. Oh yeah. Like truly. When, when did Sharknado come out? I, um, I mean, sharks can't be that hard to render in, in, in CG. I mean, they're, they're rubbery, rubbery enough that you don't have to worry too much about their texture, how their eyes look. Just, it's a shark. <laughs> <laughs> she attacked him with the CGI shark. <laughs> if the rest of the movie was like that, oh, I Oh my god. I mean, I could just I wish we could just spend the rest of this podcast talking about the shark. But there's there's so little shark to talk about. It just, w- it's there, it happens, it's gone. It's like mentioned I, in the next scene and then never I know, again. But there just isn't enough of the shark. I just I want more of the shark. Where did she is, get the shark? The shark, yeah. Did she, how long did it take her to find the live shark? What? Yeah, the fact that the shark are there many is, sharks in in the in the tri-state area? The fact uh, that the shark is still alive when she's just like flying around in the, the air with it. There's an aquarium at Coney Island, right? Did she steal? <laughs> she's a she's a public role model. Did she steal a shark from the aquarium at Coney Island, or what the? F- <laughs> Movie. <laughs> okay, so should we talk Catch about Catch up with me. How should we talk about the that how G Girl got her powers? Oh <laughs> So Yes, yes, the, so the, the, G the Girl, origin story. You need an origin story. The origin always. story of G Girl and the bad guy who what is Eddie Eddie Izzard, bad guy Eddie Izzard. I Eddie, didn't I didn't even no, check. No, we shouldn't call him Eddie Izzard. He's clearly playing a character. I mean if he was just Eddie Izzard, he would be entertaining. Right. This is this is true. This is true. He played Barry or Professor Bedlam. Okay. Barry Bedlam. So Professor Bedlam. So apparently, Professor Bedlam and good G- name and G Girl were better than G Girl. Were in high school together, and they went off in the woods to fuck. As you do, and then a meteorite, you know, hits, and G Girl wants to run and go get it. And at this time, G Girl, she has she has brown hair, she's flat chested, she has um she has braces, she wears glasses, you know, all the things that make a woman completely unable to date. I mean, Kyle, I had to, you know, do you remember when you had to destroy my glasses so that we could date? Uh, yeah, I did. It was a very difficult battle. 
<laughs> I got a lot of XP out of it. I, what? My <laughs> my glasses fought back. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they were like tempted me like the one ring. What are you talking about? They this whispered. Is, this is great. Not just- this is fantastic. I love this. So, um, <laughs> so she goes over to the meteorite. She touches it, even though Professor Bedlam tells her not to. And then she immediately, suddenly, she doesn't need glasses anymore. She has 20-20 vision. Her hair turns blonde. She doesn't need braces anymore. They just break off of her. And the most important thing is that she gets bigger boobs. They just inflate. Yep. It, I'm pretty sure it was a practical effect. They just did on set. They, Some guy stood off, off screen and just, you know, hit a pump. Um. <sighs> Imagine standing by that pump. Imagine seeing Imagine that. giving the direction. I Imagine telling the young actress to stay there just in shot, say the words action, let that happen, and then say cut. Ivan. You let this happen, Ivan. Mm. I will fight you, Ivan. No, no. Cut cut that part out. No, I'm not going to cut it out. You ready to fight him? I have to tell you to cut my part out once. It's law by now. He's a Canadian man who was born in Czechoslovakia. You could take him. He's 73 also. I feel like you got the leg up. Okay. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) so I hate bringing up this word, but... Um, bimbofication? I mean, you're using the word correctly. Okay, I was worried. I mean, I've never said it out loud. I've heard of it. Don't ask me how. Some, like, random tweet, like, showing up on my timeline. Wait, have you seen that amazing image? And by amazing, I mean a disaster, but it's still amazing. Um, where, uh, it's like a meme thing, and it's like a woman, like a a woman who's, like, tan, who has big boobs, and, and then she just, like, leans over and she picks up a book and then by the end she's like pale and she has brown hair yes (laughs) actually i think that is the meme that i saw (laughs) that then came with an explanation of the fetish of bimbofication yeah actually uh coda to that i've also seen a response cartoon to that meme where all five of them all five like women in the timeline of this transition are getting together for a book club That's good. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's nice and wholesome. Using your powers for good. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so she gets superpowers and she becomes blonde and hot and um, Aryan, I believe is the word. Yeah, uh, it's very, I don't, I, I truly don't yeah. understand. <laughs> um, and She so, becomes superhuman, you say. And so she becomes very popular and that's her, like, uh, superhero origin story she becomes very popular it's kind of weird and that also she, she can bench press cars but you know who cares but it, it's interesting <laughs> that she becomes popular because when we meet her she's just like laying low <laughs> yeah yeah she's just <laughs> but um so and so the super villains origin story then is is that his, his girlfriend in in middle school got hot and high he did school. In, in high school got hot and he didn't and she started hanging out with the popular kids, and he didn't. Yes. This is the supervillain we're going with. Yes. An incel before we knew what that meant. Yes. Okay, so, all right, fun, cool. So, um, it, uh, go on. 
I mean, you know, you go on, honey. No, no. I, I, I want to talk about other. What's a good part of this movie? What's a part that we both liked besides the shark? There has to be something besides the shark. The credits. Oh, I, oh, I love the credits. <laughs> but um, I guess we should move on to the finale. Do we? Is that what's next? Uh, uh, what happens? I mean, what I mean, is we, this a movie? Uh, yeah, there was like a whole climax and stuff. Like where, you know, the different plot threads came together in, you know, a series of convergent actions that uh, that brought everything to a uh, ostensibly satisfying emotional climax and a denouement, which allowed us to leave the theater knowing the fate of these characters that we've come to know and love. Love. That, that happened. Love. Is, mm. How am I doing, honey? <laughs> you are doing great. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> so essentially, um when when G Girl becomes like a, a vengeful ex-girlfriend with antics such as Throwing his car into orbit. Right. I yes, that's the other good thing that happens. She, uh, <laughs> she Elon Musk's his car. <laughs> he, she also like gets him fired, but I don't remember how. Oh, oh right. She Oh yeah, super speed. She uses super speed. He's, you know, classic office setup. He's giving a big meeting in front of the really important clients. And then she like um does super speed, creates a whirlwind through the whole office. And uh, takes his clothes away, and just leaving him naked in front of all the all the very important clients. Oh yes, and since he's already Wanda Sykes' whole role in this is to like point out when he's like sexually harassing someone, oh, which yes. I which well, I mean to be fair is all the fucking time. Yes, <laughs> but this is like the last straw for Wanda Sykes mm-hmm. <laughs> when he's just naked, which is you know that's great. Yeah, Wanda Sykes. Everyone's terribly used, especially Wanda Sykes. <laughs> I don't know. She might be the only person that actually like gave me a laugh or two. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, it, it's just very. And so he starts, he hooks up with Barry and they're just like, we know, like we need to neutralize her. We need to. It's so weird that they get together. So Two anyway, people, Two people who dated this woman have decided that the only way to deal with the breakup is to drain her of her powers. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, Lex Luthor and Brainiac did the same thing for Superman. They were, you know, they both slept with him and they were jilted. (laughs) Oh, you didn't know that? That's a very, very important piece of uh, DC Comics lore. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Brainiac and Lex Luthor and Superman were in a throuple. Mm. Um, they, they didn't really talk about it because it was the fifties and, uh, Frederick Wortham was kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even, I, it's very hard for me to even get into how misogynistic it is. Oh yeah. Oh, for, so, oh it's for, awful. For the climax of this movie to be the only way that we can deal with our, the jilted ex is to decide to drain her power, to like trick her and drain her powers, um, and it's just, just bring kryptonite into her life. But the thing about it because is, because she that, was like, a, she didn't, 
because she broke their hearts. Just the problem, but the problem with the fact she's jilted because here's the other thing: like she's a bad superhero and she's like very inconsistent. But also, yep. Luke Wilson is a terrible boyfriend and shows no respect or interest in her and her thoughts and desires. Mm-hmm. Um. In, in any kind of way. And then when they break up, he's, he's not even honest to her then. He just kind of like lies and then expects it to go well. And then he's upset when she's mad. She's mad because you weren't honest. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. When, when she starts terrorizing him, it's like, who cares? Like, I, I never feel bad for him. I never feel like, oh, man, it really sucks that he's going through this. No, because he never listens to her. Whenever he has an opportunity to talk to her, he doesn't have a real conversation. He lies constantly. It's impossible to know what he likes and what he doesn't like or what he's into, what his interests are. It just seems like he's just, like, following his dick, trying to see what'll get it wet. And then he's surprised when... A woman like is is like she wants a real explanation and he doesn't give it to her. Yeah, and it's uh, it's very weird because it just it seems like this movie was written and directed by people who have called their girlfriends crazy or ex girlfriends crazy before, <laughs> and crazy mostly not because of anything that she did, but because they have never tried to understand her. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a failure of um, of empathy. Ultimately, it's just. <laughs> They just failure <sighs> failures of empathy are depressing. Oh, Superheroes! <laughs> I want to see a good guy punch a bad guy. You know, I I almost feel like it might be too early to mention, but I feel like the antidote to this is Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Oh yeah, which you <laughs> absolutely know, that that's the antidote to many many things. It is it is a masterpiece. Yes, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, fantastic television series. <sighs> yeah. Also, Rachel Bloom could easily do a superhero film. Oh, yeah. I would love... Oh, my God. Now you're, now you're talking about a movie that I want to watch. Can you imagine her as Squirrel Girl? That would be so cute. She'd have to be, like, grown-up Squirrel Girl. It's yeah. like It's like... Because, like, actual Squirrel Girl is, like, in college, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but I still think that that would be cool. She could be, like, Squirrel Woman. Yes. <laughs> No, I love that. That would be so great. Now we're just yeah, talking about a movie. Yeah, but that would mean giving movie. Marvel more money, wouldn't it? Uh, <sighs> That's unfortunate. Mm, uh, mm, but so this is a movie that I really don't. There's Anna Ferris is bad in this. Like you know that a movie is bad when Anna Ferris is bad. In oh it. yeah, and she's because she's usually yeah. the best part of a lot of bad movies, but she's not the best part of this because she basically spends the entire. Um, movie, like, also being misogynistic? Like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, she just, like, hangs out with Luke Wilson and Rain Wilson, and she's just like, oh, you're gonna be with that uh, that crazy bitch, Jenny? Like, why are you talking to Jenny? Are you really going out again with Jenny? And it's like, you know, at the, you know, it's because she wants him, but also the way that she, she talks about Jenny, there's, like, such a lack of empathy as a woman yep. towards, like, what Jenny might be going through, especially when you find out that she's been cheated on. You would think that there'd be some kind of, like, 
solidarity but there isn't because she's just so cool that she doesn't know how to like be nice to another woman it makes me think a lot of uh how i met your mother (laughs) again yes same era yes same lack of um introspection on a lot of writers parts this yes this is if how i met your mother was a superhero movie it would be my super ex-girlfriend like that is what this is why do you keep watching how i met your mother why do you do this because it's patreon exclusive the patrons pay for there's a patreon exclusive exclusive podcast yes that our patrons can listen to yes if they pledge it's called the pineapple incident and if you pledge eight dollars or more you can listen to that side podcast and in the smut which is our erotic thriller podcast and that's how we dovetail into a plug (laughs) (laughs) you know how this movie ends yes it ends with the climactic um a super showdown between titans of um, something beginning with T. There's a meteor. I was trying to, I was trying to talk like Stanley. There's again. like a magic I, thing, and they try to drain the powers, but the powers don't drain. But then Anna Ferris gets powers, and then oh, the right. two <laughs> women have a girl. She gets powers. Fight, superhero girl fight. Specifically, she gets powers and red hair. Yes, she goes from blonde to red haired. Very yes. important. You see. When brunettes gets powers, they go to blonde. But when blondes get powers, they go to redhead because it's one more. That's Super Saiyan 2. <laughs> which is better than Super Saiyan 1. Because you... 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 you uh, take over, please. Uh, yeah, it's very weird. Uh, it just it just doesn't matter. Also, G Girl ends up with her abuser, and like I yeah. I don't want to be like with, with Eddie Ezard with uh, so the sorry. super villain. I'm so sorry that I have to be the serious lady about this. But if a dude has been following you around trying to take your power away, yeah, <laughs> dating them, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. bad. It's bad. It's it's mm-hmm. it's bad, guys. It's bad. <laughs> that's not a good way for it to end. Like that's an abusive relationship that's going to continue to be abusive even if it's not in the same way. It's going to manifest in a different way. Yeah. Like I was I'm scared for both of them at the end. Like I'm just like this is just not fun. <laughs> I don't want this for them. And it's weird because I don't like any of the characters, but I still don't want them to be unhappy. Well, except for Anna Ferris and Luke Wilson. They can be unhappy. I don't care. Yeah. But I kind of have a little bit of empathy left for the superhero supervillain and having them end up that way instead of, you know, in therapy separately. <laughs> yeah, where they should be. Right. Just... But there's just... Can you imagine any situation where, like, a superhero and their arch nemesis would make a good couple. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like if Batman and the Joker started like dating. Oh my God. That sounds like a disaster. (laughs) That sounds bone chilling. I would hate that. I would, I would definitely read the slash fic, but I would also (laughs) hate it. It's I'm a very complicated woman, Kyle. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, this is, this is a terrible movie. 
I don't really think that it deserves the dignity of us telling you how it turns out. I think what's very important is that in 2006, there was something wrong with y'all. And yeah. then it took and then it like carried all the way to 2010. There was still something wrong with y'all. And now it's now in 2020, it's morphed into something else. But at least it's not this because this is boring. <laughs> Oh, so we have interesting hang-ups now. We have interesting yes. neuroses. Yes. Uh, true. True. <laughs> Cannot argue with that. So yeah, watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Watch Spider-Man 2. That's a great romantic superhero movie. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, very important, you need to go on Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. Five stars. You can write a nice little thing about us, but five stars is also perfectly fine. Great. We're on Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, um, probably something else that I'm not thinking of. We are on Twitter at Bad Romance Pod. We are... You know, you can go listen to us online, badromancepodcast.com. Actually, I actually don't even know if that's, <laughs> if that's the URL. I hope so. Maybe. Mm. I totally forgot. If you want to email us, it's tellbadromance at gmail.com. And if you want, by this time, by the time this episode is up, we'll have already done our live show. And if you want us to do another live show, you know, campaign for us stuff for us we would love to we would also love to travel that'd be great um our theme song is sung by clutch douglas very like cool seattle band so look them up on Bandcamp if you want to listen to the name of the song which i think is boobs uh i think it's like 58008 or something like that. So boobs. Oh, oh, the calculator thing. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> 58008 uh, works. So please drink water. Please take care of yourself. If you feel something weird, something in your body, you feeling a little sick, please go to the doctor. Mm. Uh, Kyle and I, <laughs> yeah, big we, advocates we both, for the doctor. We have not felt super this week. No, 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 no. So please go to the doctor. Please drink water. If somebody's annoying you on Twitter, please log off. Uh, <laughs> stay away from meteorites. <laughs> please stay away from meteorites. And I, uh, don't don't date your arch nemesis. Absolutely not. Don't do it. Never, Never do it. You know, put them. You know, put them behind bars. Get them for their evil doing. <laughs> you just don't have that kind of relationship. It's, That's why you're they're your arch nemesis. Exactly. I'm Jordan Searles. I'm Kyle Calgren. And once again, the day has been saved thanks to... Bad Romance Podcast? That's right. See you next time. Same bat channel, same bat station. Different bat... I lost the bit. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Let's dump this truck. Uh, yeah. Back it up, back it up.